Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Good Enough Gaming Podcast, where a group of average 30-something nerds thought the world needed another gaming podcast. We're here for a good enough time, not a long time. Hang around and listen to us bullshit about all things gaming and nerdy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Good Enough Gaming Podcast. This week, we are trying to peek a pick a game. That's right. Pokemon. <laughs> We're trying to pick the best Pokemon games. Um, for this, being that our, our wonderful creative director seemed to have left me a little uh, a little poem. Um, Daryl, did you leave this for me to read? I did. I did. Okay. All right. Hope everyone's ready. <clears throat> Magmar is red. Poliwag is blue. We used to know all the Pokemon. Who the fuck comes after Mew? (laughs) (laughs) This week, we're battling it out in the Kanto region, and we're talking about the most impactful and enjoyable Pokemon games we've played and some of their unbeknownst rivals out there that have built games that are, you know, basically almost clones of them. That was probably, you know, the biggest craze in the early 90s. Um... So I, I really, really hope everyone isn't too crabby with us on this one. Um, <laughs> and I, I and really hope. <laughs> I, I know for a fact that this episode won't be a Snorlax. Um, you know, you might find a little bit of gloom in it. Oh, um, and hopefully it doesn't make you hide in your cocoona. Um, Welcome to the pun factory, everybody. <laughs> I just really hope nobody Funny leaves man. us. <laughs> I just really hope nobody leaves us any uh, ghastly reviews. <laughs> we have now lost all of our listeners. <laughs> or gained some more. But you know what? Um, you know, by, by the end of this episode, if you're feeling pidgey at all, please feel free to like, let us know what your favorite Pokemon game was. Um, Kyle, Kyle could have been a stand-up comedian, but he prefers to sit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just like to sift through all the muck of um, oh of all these God. different things. Um, I really, really hope you guys don't execute us for uh, for our opinions. Are you just going to do one. the whole list right now? Or are you just going to do a half hour and just, <laughs> just Pokemon puns? puns. Like, folks, this this podcast isn't for us to talk about games. It's just for me to make shitty puns for like thirty minutes and hope <laughs> someone listens to it. You've got about a thousand Pokemon to use, so I'm st- I'm sticking with the original 151 because that's what I know. Um, Rum? What? Yeah. Did I did <laughs> I ever tell you guys about the time I was actually playing Mario Kart against my wife? Um, I was doing really really well, and I was actually like in second place behind her until I shelled her. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we get a new host. No, be a euphemism for something. Oh, <laughs> oh God! I'm sorry, honey. So our um our episode this week is all about Pokemon. From that, like that was like three minutes of me making shitty Pokemon puns. I'm actually pretty impressed. Um, my God, I hope there's more. Uh, I guarantee it. Um. So we're, we're looking at like all the Pokemon games from the original like OG Red and Blue um, all the way up to you know, even Pokemon Go and some of the, the more current uh, iterations. Um, I myself actually started out with, with Pokemon Blue. Um, this was back in the like original Game Boy days. Um, 
this was like fifth or sixth grade for me. And I actually brought my Game Boy to school against the behest of my parents and, you know, school rules um, to play Pokemon at lunch hour outside. You're brave. You would have brought a Game Boy to my school. You would have been jacked in the in the coat room immediately. A little young for that. (laughs) I don't know. You've ever been to Daryl's Hood? (laughs) But yeah, so it was it was such a huge craze. And then, you know, along with the Pokemon cards that caused like so much controversy at school. Um after that though. I, uh, there, there wasn't a ton that I played. There was a few for the N64. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what your guys' uh, entries into the, um, into the whole universe were. Maybe, maybe we'll hear uh, a, a clefable from Daryl. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> maybe Trevor will provide us with nine tails. <laughs> but overall, we're going to talk about all our Vulpix here. And... Um, oh. <laughs> And go from there. Oh, Daryl, go. You're so amply prepared for this. I'm so impressed. Just make him, make him stop, <laughs> Uh So my first go was... Uh, uh, this comes with a tail. Um, I never had a Game Boy. Oh, you weren't very tentacle. Nope. <laughs> we could not... I could not afford that as a, as a kid. That was not ever going to happen. So my first taste was actually the Pokemon cards. Now, I got a trainer set, and I grew up in a cruddy neighborhood <laughs> uh, growing up. And so you learned how to trade and, a.k.a. hustle kids for their Pokemon cards, which I happened to have a fairly good gift for, apparently, as a child. Um I had you, you get those starter packs that came with the holographic Machamp and like forty Rattatas, yeah. And I traded ten Rattatas for a holographic Charizard. Oh man, that's a Teta cruel deal. <laughs> oh, God damn. I hope you. I hope you still have that Charizard because that could be the greatest decision <laughs> you've ever made in your yeah, life. Yeah, I do. Uh, I still have my cards. We we were just kind of talking about this the other day, and I. I don't have all of the original 151, but I have a pretty good chunk. I think I have 140 out of 151. It would be it would be pretty far fetched if you had that Charizard still. <laughs> oh my god! I, I stole a lot of uh, I stole a lot of Pogs as a kid in elementary school. <laughs> I, was, I, I love was to say, I was, like, I was like, were these trades made at the same time before Pogs and Pokemon cards got banned? There was a lot of things at the school that like were contentious items, but man, like you could not if you had a binder of Pokemon cards, you could not leave them unattended. Like that shit would have been gone in seconds. Uh, but in, in terms of first game or the one that like really gets like the one that kind of hooked me and I love it. Uh, when I used to babysit uh, one of these kids that had an N64, I played a lot of Pokemon Stadium and I love oh, yeah. that game. Nice. Um, I got really excited that like you, instead of like just going throughout the world or whatever, you could fast track and just fight all the guys, get all the badges. You didn't have to have the cartridge, but you could – load in your own Pokemon from red, blue, and yellow. And like, I think that was all you could do from the original Pokemon stadium, yeah. which was sweet. Like that's, that's gotta be one of the coolest features they've ever included oh, totally. in a video game. Yeah, Just like that 100%. cross platform. Yeah, that was super, super cool. So I, I really liked that game, but then you'd like go to a higher level thing and it would just give you a bunch of preset Pokemon you could use. 
And I also thought that was really cool. So Pokemon Stadium for me was incredible. I loved it. So that's my that's my first bit. But I'm an like I played Gold and Silver, but I don't know any Pokemon past that. Like, man, I've I've got the OG 151, and that's that's it. After yeah. that, I am I'm out. Cost toast. Yeah. <laughs> now, Daryl. If anyone's listened before, we all know that Daryl has a fighting game addiction. Yes. Did you ever pick up Pokken? What the hell is that? I need to play this. It's Tekken, but with Pokemon. Oh my god! Why did I not know about this? That, I think that might pique your interest. I, is, yeah, it's pretty much right a. Now. It is a fighting game based on Pokemon characters. Oh, I'm looking at what was that Switch. on Switch? Uh, I think it was on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, it's if as you say, it's Pokemon, so it's Nintendo exclusive. Oh man! I think I just heard Daryl's Cubone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Daryl's doing this weekend. This is on the Switch. Yep. Man, I'm totally getting this. Ditto. <laughs> oh. You can't. You don't even have a switch. <laughs> Get out of here with your terrible puns. Oh. I'm getting drowsy over here. Oh, oh. we got one. <laughs> there it is. Oh, jinx. <laughs> uh. So um, I'm poly wagging my finger at you, pal. Oh. I hope that's the only thing you're poly wagging at me. Um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <in the mouth>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor, Trevor and Jordan are more our, our resident uh, pokey pals here. Um, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor, why don't you uh, take us through through where you're at with with the Pokemon franchise? With the Pokemon franchise. Yeah. All right. Um, so I would have been similar as you. So obviously, starting in elementary school before you know cards got banned and all that uh all the all the sweet ripoffs mm-hmm. um so i think i've played every major pokemon game aside from i think sword and shield now um just because i don't own a switch you're not making- um but i think i've played through pretty much all of them at least all the main games none of the side mystery dungeon shit i don't know what that is it's not for me um, my favorite, I think the one that I most recently replayed that I, that I just remember being really good was, uh, gold and silver. Those are good. Uh, mainly because, yeah, mainly because it had the two different islands. So essentially it's sort of like playing a game with like next game plus. So you got to play the, the new Island and then they kind of tied it back into red and blue. You get to play it again, but everyone's leveled up. It's a little harder. It actually has some difficulty to it. Um, I really, really wanted to play the remakes, like the remasters that they made. Uh, the issue is anything Pokemon or anything Nintendo nowadays is fucking impossible. Yeah, you're basically to forced to search out like emulators, um, right? Oh, it's ridiculous. But even those, so Soul Silver and Heart Gold, which were the remakes, just, just, pretty much don't exist. Like, I don't know if it was a limited run or what they did. Oh, crazy. Um, it just doesn't exist. And then same thing, like even Nintendo has their online store for like the DS. It's not on there either. Why? 
So I'm just like, who the hell did you make this game for? Cause I can't fucking play it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like I'm, I know I've looked it up online and they, they sell for quite a, quite a bit because they're so hard to find. Um, but that, that would be probably my number one. Uh, my number two would probably be the uh, Ruby and Sapphire series, mostly just because it was the first time that they said, Hey, we're just not going to like throw in, you know, like your basic, you know, your basic Pidgey Zubat Geodude crap at the start of the game. We're all like, cause some yeah. of the future games. So, and, and some of those are like pretty manky. Right? It's like, okay, well there's, you know, there's, well, oh, um, and it just, it, I know it got kind of repetitive with some of them. And that's where I think, uh, Ruby Sapphire did good where the first part of the game, it was entirely new, entirely new Pokemon, had to figure them out, what their skills were, all that. And I think, and the story and how it played was was pretty good. I mean, for the most part, they all play fairly similarly. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I mean, I would like to hear what Jordan has to say, but I know my biggest gripe with like Sword and Shield and some of the newer games is just how straightforward and easy they kind of made them to kind of lower the demographic. Whereas the original Red and Blue were just like, you know, someone gave you one mm-hmm. line of text and you had to figure out what the hell Pokemon you were doing. Red and blue were like wildly difficult at times to navigate. Not like the battle part, but like yeah. just to navigate through the map. Yeah, because they didn't they didn't give you a whole lot of story. Like there wasn't a lot of like you know, in the in the newer ones, the one thing they did add was sort of like a notebook. So if you hadn't right. played for like a week, they kind of reminded you what the hell's going on. But then on the the newer ones, like Sun and Moon, they they're yeah. like, here's a quest marker. Go here. But I mean, like, oh, at least in the old like, ones, they they did give you a bike out. to ride on. <laughs> did you guys miss that one? This is true. Yeah, <laughs> they did. <laughs> but Jordan, Jordan, what are your yeah, thoughts man. as the fellow? What's the Electabuzz? Pokemon master. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to Marowak nice you over the head if you don't stop. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so I, I'm similar to Trevor. Um, I, I started with the originals. Um, I actually, my, my first experience with Pokemon was, uh, I actually borrowed a Game Boy from a friend of mine at school and, uh, and he let me take it home wow. for a couple days and, right. uh, Damn, that's a yeah, best friend. No yeah, kidding. shout out to, I don't remember his name, so that's cool. <laughs> but, uh, oh but yeah, so I, so I played Pokemon Blue. Uh, Pokemon Blue was my first one, and I was just blown away uh, by the by the creature design. I, I thought having to train them and level them up, and then obviously getting to see all the evolutions for the ones that you captured, I thought was you know, as a, as a eight, six, seven, eight year old kid, I thought that was the coolest shit ever. Um, but I agree, I agree with Trevor. I don't care what anybody else says. Gold and silver is the best Pokemon generation hands down. Um, the, the, the story was the best. The regions were the best. Um, I think the starter Pokemon, the three that you got to pick at the start, I think are the best. Um. Hey. Ha- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard me. Yes, <laughs> Hashtag yes, uh, Totodile. Um, I think Totodile is the is one of the coolest starter Pokemon's. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, I mean that that game even had once you beat the 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 final what the fuck are they called the elite four uh once you beat the elite four and you're still traversing the map there was actually a hidden boss fight in that in that game where you went to an unmarked cave that did not show up on the map with any landmark item and it was ash and they oh get real they called him, I think, yeah. Pokemon Red or Pokemon Trainer or something. Like they didn't actually call him Ash. Yeah, it was it was yeah, it was Red because I think that was one of the generic names. That was that's the, the name if you don't yeah. change it. Uh, on the but but, but everybody yeah. everybody that played that game knew that that was Ash Ketchum, and like he had he had Blastoise, he had Venusaur, he had Charizard, um, you know, and that and that fight was insanely difficult. Um, that's sweet and so that again as a kid uh randomly crossing to this cave for the first time i'm losing my fucking mind you know i i was just blown away that that was hidden in there but uh um yeah so so i think that's the best one uh hands down i i I lost a little bit of interest um around fifth gen so that was black and white and black two and white two. What? Yeah. Wow, so creative. creative. Man, they're gonna mix up their <laughs> yeah, game. So so that that generation I, I kind of got burnt out. Um they hadn't really changed much of the mechanics. Um I thought the I thought the Pokemon designs in those gens were pretty boring. They didn't they didn't really do anything for me. So um, I, I came back with with X and Y, and uh, and then I played Sun and Moon. Um, Sun and Moon was was actually pretty good. Uh, they tried to do some different things. Uh, they they took away the uh, the gym mechanic, and it was like uh, it, it was like a Hawaiian themed game. So you would go to different regions and different islands and and it was almost like a like a challenge uh like a vision quest challenge type thing that you had to yeah. do um, that game sounds kind of oddish yeah <laughs> oh, God. so so i so i like i like that they tried to do something different um and then yeah sword and shield you know, first first mainline console game. They they tried to make it bigger and and better. Uh, they added the the wild areas where you could move the the camera. It felt more open world ish. Um, but uh, that game, I don't I don't care what anybody says. I think that game is not very good. Um, <laughs> I, I well, if you made it through it, you get a victory belt. Yeah. It's it is incredibly easy. Um, they they did so many different things to the gameplay and the mechanics and the animations, but in spite of all of that, they dumbed everything else down. So, like, I think I maybe lost a fight twice in in, mm. in, in the entire campaign. And so you didn't really feel like my champ in that situation. No. So. <laughs> So I, so I, re- but, but at least he didn't Machoke. Oh, fuck, Kyle. <laughs> Get out of here. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm really curious to see where they go uh, with that Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, that 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 comes oh, out next so year. Good. It looks like a Breath of the Wild Pokemon game. I'm definitely going to be yeah. playing that. That looks so. I, I'm I'm hoping they completely flip the script and and like everything that we're used to doing changes you know i i think they need to revitalize the gameplay of of the series it'd be nice for them to add an actual like difficulty it setting. should it should almost be scalable so like there's there's been some yeah. games recently that have come out where the better you do and the more you succeed consistently the difficulty will actually scale to that and that sounds pretty cool Skill-based yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I think we should give it a polywhirl. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but but I, I'd like to see something like that um, in, incorporated. Because then the people that grew up with Pokemon like we did, um, we don't need to have our hand held through the first 10 hours of that game. Uh, you know, the a lot of the things should be optional or just more difficult. If you make me do a goddamn quest of how to learn how to catch Pokemon one more time, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, for some people, somebody? it'll be their first time. Like that, the how yeah. to catch a Pokemon thing should be optional. Like if you've ne- if this is your first taste of the franchise, then maybe you should, like you should be able yeah, to do you, that. You should be but able to have the choice. God, yeah. You're, if this is your first one, you're lucky. I used to be able to count the pixels yeah. on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, I, Back in my day, that dot matrix screen. <laughs> yep, that yeah, Nokia exactly. yellow. I was a little disappointed that they were remaking Diamond and Pearl for this year, because um, I really wanted the remake that was rumored uh, to come out this year for the Switch. I really wanted that to be Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Um, I I assume it'll happen. I mean, I think now that the Switch has become their major handheld like now that the ds system is essentially yeah. like dead um i think they'll eventually sort of like the way playstation has done it with certain games is i think they'll slowly move all or of that at over. the very least like 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 trevor was was saying add these games to the eShop. you know i would have no issues yeah. paying 20 dollars or even 30 dollars for the original heart gold and soul silver uh games you know just that would totally seal the deal that yeah. shit over <laughs> so that that's not that's but something they're all do gone do. Um, <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah don't don't make me go to like a bunch of like back alley thrift shops and like swap meets just to find someone trying to sell their copy of heart gold for you know 120 yeah. bucks yeah and then you have to eradicate a bunch of stuff and yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Jordan. Yeah. He's slowly running out. He's only he's only aware of the first 150. I uh, so so what you're saying is you'd be seeking more. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually I actually modded uh, my 3ds uh, so that I could play that game because I wasn't going to buy uh, a physical copy for yeah 150 bucks or whatever they go for. So um, I, I ended up going the the more difficult route but uh yeah they just need to add all this stuff to the e-shop and just port it over you don't have to change a damn thing and people would still 
buy the hell out of it. So I've never played any of the like remade ones or whatever, like Ruby Red or whatever. Like, what is the yeah. what is the the catch of like playing the like the, the next the, version the, of the same color? Is there anything different? The biggest one, the biggest one would be the Heart Gold Soul Silver because I think I can't remember when they made it, but it was so much later that they made like they updated the graphics like two or three generations. Okay. So the like the sprites, um, just the general like pixel quantity sort of thing, right? Like you're thinking of like the gen- the resolution. Because um, the, like the original, from what I remember, the original silver and gold was still in the like maybe sort so of color. The, where it was like just like the basic Game Boy yeah, color. So the colors. original gold and silver came out in 1999. And Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out in 2010. Jeez, okay, that's a gap. Yeah, so yeah, they did they did quite a bit to like at least match what the current gen was at that time. But did the story change? Did any like did any of the playability no, factor think, change, or did it just upgrade I the graphics? Think they, I think it was mostly graphics. They might have changed a couple little things in terms of like story or certain Pokemon or something like that. In terms of like you know you always get those ones. They always pitted you against yourself where like you couldn't get all of the Pokemon in one version. Yeah. So you had to have, you had to, had to own both or have a friend. I, c- I can't remember what the um, thing is on silver, but Ho-Oh is the one on gold, right? Like the. Yeah. So then, yeah. So like Lugia and Ho-Oh. And then there was like the weird mashup of Crystal, which they essentially ignored both of those. And they made it one of the three, sort of like the original. So Kyle can tune into this conversation <laughs> sort of like the original uh legendary birds with uh Moltres, Zapdos and Articuno yeah correct um in silver gold they had the three legendary dogs okay oh. um and so they made one of those kind of like the main legendary in crystal which was sort of their original kind of remake com- combination version of gold and silver um but I got to say that was probably one of the coolest aspects of early gaming was having these three legendary characters that you could essentially like they would come up at random. Yeah. So I, I remember that being a really cool aspect of those games as well. It's like, oh, at any point in time, you could have this random character that's like one of the best characters in the game just come and find you. And then now that you've seen them, you can kind of try and track them around the map and stuff like that. And kind of the the re creating like a repeat boss battle to catch them versus like we're saying the originals, like the original Mewtwo, you know, finding finding Mewtwo. If you forgot to save and you killed him or didn't catch him or something, you never saw him again. He was gone. You were screwed. (laughs) And like to not, if you used your master ball on anything else, like to try and catch Mewtwo was a nightmare. I feel like I did that once by accident and used it on some like just some random shit. That sounds <laughs> like, like a con right. move. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. Jordan, do you, Jordan, do you ever remember like the random conspiracy theories about like the button mashing? Yep. I still do it to this day. So <laughs> Same. yeah, the the, the yeah. left yeah, right yeah, the, the rumor was either either rotating the stick clockwise and then pressing the buttons in a specific order that would give you a higher chance of, of catching something. 
and uh and like yeah to the, to this day i will still rotate the stick counterclockwise or clockwise and uh and a lot of the time i'll tap a and i have and that's just on his days yeah. off <laughs> <laughs> so i wonder if i actually don't know if that actually was i don't think it does a damn thing if it, it <laughs> i was like no, i don't know if it does i don't anything. think so it's just like stress relief. Yeah, while pretty you're much. Waiting. So, yeah, it's a feeling of control. So, so Kyle, I've got to ask: since you essentially left left the game, did you pick up Pokemon Go? Um, I know it's a couple years late now to ask that question. I I did actually, and you know, for for a while there, like we we did some walking and stuff, and um, you know, it, it, it came out. I do remember one summer. Or was it, I feel like it was a summer where Daryl and I actually took like a few hours and went downtown. Yep. And went Pokemon <laughs> hunting. Um, downtown had everything. It oh had so God. many stops. All those art installations. There was like Pokemon stops freaking everywhere. Yeah, I remember finding a Tauros somewhere. It was like fucking crazy. Um, yeah, it's all about population density. It was, it was so cool. And like we, we picked it up and played it for a while and, you know, kind of got bored with like the novelty of it after a while, but um, well, the only frustrating part with that, I mean, it's cool. It's just like kind of like the originals. Like if you didn't go and travel, you would never find certain things, but like certain Pokemon were only in certain areas of the world. Yeah. So like uh, I, and I didn't play long enough to kind of discover like how deep it was, but I heard that like Genghis Khan or whatever was only in Genghis Khan. Yeah, it was only in Genghis Khan. That's what I said. I said Genghis Khan. Did you? I thought you said Genghis <laughs> Khan. Mongolians. Uh, I I heard that like that was only available in Southern Asia and Australia. Like I, that. Was yeah, there's a there's a few that were. Tauros was only in North America, and it's just stuff like that. And I was like, wow, oh, oh. well, how am I supposed to get this? You know what? Like, Mister Mine was how- only in France. Go figure. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just that's just a fact. People, yeah. people were using um, like VPNs. Yeah, it's to, cheating to port themselves to other places so they could catch all the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. I don't know. Like, I know I've had a, I've picked it up a little bit recently uh, with the resurgence of it because I know they've done tons of updates. Um, but man, I wish I wish the Pokemon craze right now for Pokemon Go was as good as like that first summer. Oh uh, yeah, man, we would have we would have fixed we would have fixed COVID. Everyone like, <laughs> just go outside, just go walk, stay away from each other, go for a walk. Man, we we have fixed this. By it now. was so crazy when Pokemon Go first came out. Like I was just as guilty, but we were going for walks late at night yeah. trying to like take there, over stations and there was videos of mobs in there like, were, central there park were people yeah. playing it that had zero interest in video games or pokemon in general but because everybody else yeah, was it doing bridged it. everything yeah. that was one of the craziest pr like app successes like aside from like the original like you know yeah angry birds so if, i just remember when it was people would be like oh there's all these people outside and they're playing this game and it's like well, first you were complaining that no one was going outside because all they were doing was playing video games. Now they made something that was like making people go. You got points for walking. Yeah. yeah. Like the more you distance you walked or ran, 
Remember but, try, people tried to like game the system like driving in cars and stuff. It was like, no, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. You're yeah. in a car. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, so funny story about Pokemon Go is uh, my parents live in a cul-de-sac neighborhood, and they've got a little park in the in the middle of their cul-de-sac, and for whatever reason, that park was turned into a gym. and and so you know during the craze of all of this they would look outside and there would be like 30 random people all just standing in the park uh battling against this gym and and these 29 of them were playing pokemon go and 30 of them was the 30th one was just hoping for a show (laughs) so that was uh yeah it's pretty crazy to see just how fast it took uh, over everybody. There's a bunch of middle-aged people at the park staring yeah. at their phones. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Goddamn millennials. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know about you guys, but um, uh, I don't have any more puns right now. <laughs> oh, he's out. I'm butter free of puns. Uh, can, oh. can, we, can we quickly touch base on uh, a franchise that maybe emulates Pokemon a little bit. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah, you didn't bring it up so, already. Yeah, it's got me wheezing. Oh, God. Uh, Still got it. So with my disappointment in Sword and Shield when that came out, um, I was scouring the interwebs for something similar. And uh, on the Nintendo Switch eShop, I came across a game called uh, Nexomon Extinction. And it, it looked 100% like a Pokemon knockoff. There is no ifs, yeah. ands, or buts about it. So you've you got the Mon. Yeah. Exactly, it's got the yeah. Mon. You're, you looked at it and you're like, I'll take a peek yeah, at you. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it was on sale. I think I scooped it up uh, on the Switch for like 15 bucks or something like that. And All right, that's... Um, re- reading more about the game and about the developer, I guess the I guess the very first game was actually a mobile game, and uh, and this one they ported to consoles and it was a sequel. Um, but it takes place generations in the future, so for anybody that doesn't play the mobile game, you won't feel lost uh, it in the story. And they do a good job, like you know, doing call outs to stuff that happened before. And, um, but, uh, overall, I mean, that game is phenomenal. Uh, the, the, the creature, uh, the creature design, uh, is fantastic. Uh, the writing and the characters are hilarious. Um, you know, I was actually, I would actually laugh out loud, um, going through different story beats Whereas with Pokemon, I'm pretty sure I skip through most of the dialogue. <laughs> it's so invigorating, though, especially the old right? stuff. So, uh, and then the, you know the characters, they would even like break the fourth wall and and do like Deadpool style stuff, uh, you know, and and they'd be they uh, they would reference like, well, this is a really you know typical like video game tropes. Uh, that happen in RPGs, they, uh, they'd be like, well, this is really dumb. 
Oh yeah, there, I forgot about that. There's like the little yeah. sidekick. Buddy. Yeah, so you have a uh, you have a cat uh, that that follows you yes. everywhere, and and he's basically the comedic relief in the game. Is this like Monster Hunter style? Like you get to gear yes. your cat. Or? He's sort of. You don't gear him up, but he's sort of like the little. What is it? The pangolins yeah. or whatever they're called. Um, and he he is like the most like aware oh, sidekick yeah, ever. Hands down. And like. He's like a stranger, a stranger asking us to go somewhere. This can't yeah. be dangerous. <laughs> Just like super sassy, all the attitude. And uh, yeah, so that, so that's what hooked me in. I, I thought that was just hilarious. And then, uh, yeah, the, you can tell it's, it's a, you can tell it's a smaller budget game. Like the, uh, the attack animations and like the combat scenarios are kind of bare bones. Um, you know, some, some of the stuff is cool. Um, but overall you can tell that's where like the money, the money disparity just doesn't quite match what Pokemon can do. Um, but other than that, uh, I, I adore that game uh, and I'm really hoping that they do a third one, um, and hopefully get a bigger budget too. Cause I think that that, uh, competes, especially with, sword and shield um if anybody played that game and was underwhelmed uh i highly recommend checking out uh next someone totally trev did you have any uh honorable mentions for you know non-pokemon pokemon styled games um not really i think like jordan hooked me on nexamon there for a while when we were in that original like ps4 ps5 love. dead zone yeah, it was bad. So I was playing that for a bit. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, if you really just want turn-based something, I mean, you could always turn to some JRPGs and some, you know, Final Fantasy, some Dragon Quest. Yeah. But if you want like little monsters, um, <laughs> it's it's Pokemon really. Like there's, it's they've kind of created their own little unique market, which is, I mean, good for them. But. Yeah, I don't got any alternatives. I would say go if you haven't played the classics, if you're slightly younger or if you've kind of missed the Pokemon craze, I would go back, try and play a couple of the, I would say like the middle, the middle generations. So gold, silver, um, ruby, sapphire, uh, black, white, um, just because they give a very different experience than any of the new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they definitely have like a little bit of difficulty to them. Yeah, X X and Y I remember being uh at quite hard. Yeah, that that one I think is when it started to turn. Where it, pretty much after XY it was like, ooh, this is getting little little bit too yeah. easy. But yeah, X X and Y was also pretty good. I would say that would be on my list as well. But the new ones, if you I mean if you're huge on graphics or something kind of cool and new or maybe it's your first Pokemon. The new ones are definitely really approachable. Um, but if you, if you want something, if you've been hooked and you want something different, try, yeah. try the classics. Start, start with gold uh, or silver. The, those, those yeah. are the best by far. Yeah. You're, you're bound to find something that you diglet. <laughs> Can we finish this episode? So I don't have to listen to the pun. Uh, yeah maybe okay i i I got a quick question for you though what is Uh what is ash ketchum's favorite kanye song oh god i i don't even want to know 
Nidorons in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's it for this week, folks. (laughs) No, I'm not letting you sign off. This is is my job. Um, So did I do Slowpoke already? Yes, did. Yeah, I did. Um, so that being said, um, please don't be a slow bro. Uh, go, you know, rate us, please subscribe, um, provide us with, um, you know, five star ratings. Let us get the word out about all these shitty puns that I make on a regular basis. Um, as well, you can make a rapid dash to our Instagram page (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, participate with us. We, we tend to post some questions on there from time to time. Um, such as should Kyle shut the fuck up? (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, other than that, we, again, we, we appreciate everyone that actually listens to us. Um, though after this episode, I'm going to guess that there probably won't be many left. (laughs) Um, I'll just be left here as a weeping bell. Um, so, um, (laughs) Fuck me. <laughs> we left COVID restrictions. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We can all hit Monchan him. Uh, <laughs> so, um, once again, thanks for, for listening. And um, Trevor, Jordan. Yes. How'd you feel about those puns tonight? Oh, I can't find any Pokemon terrible pun names that are awful. I, I, I give it a, a ghastly out of good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say it's been a Dragonite. <laughs> uh, I have walked away from my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep those electrodes away from me, okay? I uh, Magna might kill you after this. <laughs> <laughs> You won't know this one, Kyle, but it's been pretty stunning. Oh. <laughs> I, li- I like I it, T. I like it. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, thanks again. See ya. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, write us in the comment, or email us about anything from our episodes or anything you'd like to see us discuss in the future. All feedback is appreciated mostly we also appreciate you listening and hope you continue to join us on the epic journey of discussing all things gaming please subscribe to the good enough gaming podcast on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts we released our episodes every wednesday so mark your calendars see you next week <laughs>